are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power what is up everybody welcome to our producer shop talk what's up 20 something 20 something could be 30 who who even knows not even sure I, i don't know but today i'm gonna talk about a massive gap that exists that is a producer in the middle market you have to figure out how to overcome, man. And it's something that is only perpetuated by the fact that we can get so much information about our prospects just by doing internet research. And we can go into a first meeting and we can think that we've got everything we need. We know everything about this company that we're just going to walk in. We're going to spit everything out and they're going to be just dying to sign an AOR for us. But here's the problem. There's one thing you can't get off the internet. What's that's that? What, it's what your prospect self-perception is. Mm. What, do they, what do they think is going on? How do they think things are in their operation, right? So when I go into a middle market account and I do a baseline risk assessment, whether I'm using um, external loss control, which I will, depending on if it's something that really needs industry specific, or just my general risk assessment template that I use. I'm interviewing employees all the time, 100%. If, if there's an account that's true middle market, it's got to be that 250 to 500. Mm-hmm. But if, if I'm going in and doing that, I am going to do a risk assessment for them. And part of that risk assessment is reviewing their policies and procedures. Sure. That doesn't tell you anything. People pencil whip that stuff no. all the time. You know, they leave but, it in the, in, the, in the file cabinet, in the drawer, whatever. Right. But... Um, you know, it's it's a necessary evil. You got to know what you're working with. But more sure. importantly, I I walk and talk, man. You learn so much by just talking to people. And so mm-hmm. I always interview a subset of the executive leadership. I always interview a subset of the mid-level management. And I always interview frontline employees. And I have a form, a template. It's It's got a, quite a few questions on it. But I'm just asking them on a series of topics. Hey, if you were to rate you know, rate the current environment on a one through 10 basis on this X, Y, and Z, what would your score be? And I go down through it. I keep it anonymous because I don't want anybody to ever think that it will blow back on them. Right. So, you know, it's literally um, most of the time what I'll do is I'll, I'll gather a group of people in almost like we're doing a focus group and then they can fill the, I'll explain what the question means, have them grade it. And when they're completely done with the form, they fill them all in, put them in a box. I don't know who did it. 
okay. how are you how are you getting the buy-in from the prospect the, the you know the decision maker um to go ahead and let you do that like how do you present that in a way that they're not like mm, hesitant i'm just going to tell them that i need to do a baseline risk assessment as part of our process and part of that requires me to talk to executive leadership, mid-level management, frontline employees. I've got a series of questions I ask, and I'm going to need them to do that because I'm going to come back and report to them based on what my findings are. And so the, the deal is I do that. And so I've got it in three sections. I can take the executive leadership responses and average out each answer. So I know what the average answer is, plus total it up and get an average score at the bottom that the mm-hmm. executive team did, then do the same thing in the so middle. you're doing like a one, a one through 10 type of rated on. Yeah. Yeah. And then I do the same thing in the mid-level management and the same thing with the frontline employees. But what that does is it tells me what they think is going on, man. I mean, yeah. how the last thing I need to do is go in with guns blazing. Like I'm going to save the world only to find out they don't think anything's wrong to begin with. Sure. How, like I, I'm curious as to how many times the employees and the executive team are on the same page in terms of of how they think things are going. I would have to imagine that there's a discrepancy almost almost every time. Yeah, there is. In usually because that's why we're there. I mean, yeah. if, if the company was like running said, well I mean, and everybody was on yeah. the same page, we're, know, we're we're going into unhealthy accounts for the most part. Yeah, but I always like to see what. So, so my biggest thing is. I don't look at that until, because part of the the, the baseline assessment that we're doing is I use that same form. Like that's where I'm rating them too. Mm -hmm. So the whole purpose of me running that exercise is I need to know prior to me going in and presenting the findings of that, Mm -hmm. I need to know what the gap is. Sometimes, sometimes it's different, right? Sometimes I actually have been a higher score than what they're willing to give themselves because they're either being too hard on themselves or they're just pencil whipping it saying, oh, well, we, we should give ourselves a three out of 10 because that's what he's looking for us to get. Mm-hmm. So I, I set the table. You have to set the table the right way and say, look, I need you to be as honest and accurate as you can. Please don't overthink this exercise, you know, and, and then walk them through it that way. And so yeah. that's a that's a big deal, man, because I think one of the biggest traps any of us run into is not knowing that information. Right. Mm hmm. There, there's nothing worse than walking into a meeting to deliver that and you get crickets from the other side or worse. They're like, no, nah, we don't agree with you. You're gone. See ya. <laughs> right. we, we don't need you anymore. Right. So at least if you do the assessment the correct way and you, and you average everything out, you can come up with a pretty good game plan for how you have to deliver the message of what you think their performance looks like. Then mm-hmm. once you do that, you can craft how you're going to go about it because that's really what the heart place on the insurance for this stuff is a breeze, man. Getting everybody on the same page and getting them to buy into adding new programs or, you know, mm-hmm. putting new training in. Or, I mean, look, you take a company who has nothing and you give them a tool like Think HR where they can go in and have a customized learning management system yeah. to solve a lot of these problems. We think it's a great idea. They may not like it, right? right. <laughs> they may not think that they need it. So, it's important to be able to go in. Do you think people who don't, who don't think that they need it or who don't like it are afraid that it's going to replace them? I ran into that a lot in the PEO space where I could I would, see that. I, I could would, see that in the PEO yeah. space for sure. Yeah. 
they would think that we're just replacing them. Like, no, look, <laughs> we still need, we're, we're giving you a brand new ship. We need somebody to drive that ship, you know, it's, and, and that's where you come in. But it's, I, I was just curious if, if, if you thought that that was, you know, one of the points of contention for some of these people. No, I think that it probably can be, but again, you know, where I would see a big point of contention, and this is something everybody should be aware of, is if that company has a risk manager or a, a dedicated safety professional in-house. Like if you, yeah. like if I'm going into a middle market account, one of the questions I ask is, do you have a full full time risk manager? Right. And the answer is going to be the answer is going to be no in, in almost every case. Sure. Because if they do, I'm probably not going to pursue that account. I don't want a turf war on my hands. Right. right. It's very it's very difficult to take somebody who is responsible for managing the risk and total cost of risk of a company and who is basically doing an ineffective job, which is why we called because their numbers aren't right. Mm-hmm. And then trying to win them over, get them onto your team. Yeah, that's an option from that. Sure. It is because the easier way to handle that, and I hate to be brash about it, but the easy way to handle that is to just go tell the the executive leadership, look, I don't know what you're paying for this risk manager for. You know, they're not getting you any kind of results at all. You'd be better served taking your capital, deploying it over here. We can we can give you this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. You, you know, as far as tools and resources, then maybe we can help you do recruiting for a risk manager or a safety person to come in that's going to get you better results. That that's the easy way to handle it. Now, I'm not going to go in again, guns blazing, to try and make that happen. I'd much rather try and win that person over and have them on my side. But the reality is that's very, very difficult to do, especially when somebody has a preconceived notion that you're there to replace them or facilitate their replacement. So Mm -hmm. they're going to dig their heels in and claw and scratch and everything else. I'm dealing with this right now on an account that's not even, um, it's not even safety and risk management related. It's it's the flipping controller, Mm -hmm. right? So there's a CFO. And a controller. And I typically deal with the ownership. Well, the ownership is doing what ownership should do and try and pull themselves back a little bit from that. Mm -hmm. And I have zero interaction with this controller, yet every time there's any kind of an issue at this company, somehow it gets tied back to I didn't provide something. Or I didn't give them something like you didn't. specifically, like me, yeah, like like me specifically, which is okay. extremely embarrassing when I send out the email that I had sent three weeks prior addressing exactly what they're telling me that I didn't do. I'm like, come that's on, people! Best. I've got a freaking CRM that's going to show every single communication that we've had with date and timestamps, recorded phone calls, and yeah. everything. If you're going to play that game, you better pick a better dance partner than me because I it's just not going to work. I've got every ounce of documentation that I need, Mm. but this controller. And then, so I find out that part of it is that this person's under a lot of pressure because they're not doing a lot of other things inside the organization Mm. and the ownership basic and the CFO basically just said, look, you're going to feel, it's going to seem like there's a lot. We know what's going on. Just work through it, do what you can to work through it. But I mean, this is crazy stuff on this particular account. You know, I would go in Every year, I, I, I participate in the audits. That's one of the things that I do for all of my accounts of any yeah. size is I physically – you've been there with me. I physically show up yeah. to make sure that the audit goes smoothly. In some cases, we literally hand them all of the information, and five minutes later, the auditor has gone and done, right? right? Because all they want – they just want to get out of there and get home and do it in, in their home office. But for years, I've been at this audit. I wasn't even advised that the audit was happening this year. Hmm. Interesting. And 
Oh, oh yeah, it's real interesting when it comes back that there was an $18,000 additional premium generated by the audit. And now all of a sudden it's, you need to fix this. Well, hey, here's a fun fact. I didn't even know you guys were having the audit. Nobody bothered to schedule it with me. Right. And this all could have been avoided. Let me tell you what the problem is. You don't have your people coded right. We fixed this last year at audit. And what happened is the internal people did not go to the payroll company to explain to them that they needed to change the coding for the employees on the workers' comp report. Mm -hmm. So we had a bunch of people, not a bunch, but we had five or six highly compensated executives that were in the company that should have been they should have been in 5606 because they're executive supervisors right they don't swing a hammer they don't if if they go to a job they've got them in the in the in whatever the work the you know um, yeah they had them in the governing class class, yeah that's that's all it was but it's like now i have to stop it's twice as much work after the fact if i would have been in that meeting and we will hold on a second where's the 5606 why haven't we been reporting this I mean, it goes on and on and on. And so I think a lot of times, you know, this isn't necessarily where we were going with this, but you got to make sure you understand who your allies are in the company and who isn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you can end up getting displaced really, really quickly if you're not careful. And I mean, I'm not foolish enough to think that I'm completely immune to that because I'm not. But, you know, I'm not going to go out without without a fight. And, you know, don't tell me what I didn't do. Okay, you know, I'm I'm the first person to take accountability if I didn't do something. Sure. If I screwed it up. I'll be I'll raise my hand, and say, yep, screwed it up over here. But you know, don't don't try and throw me under the bus. And I think that's a big issue that you have to deal with when you're dealing with um, you know, safety people and risk managers and anybody else who feels threatened by your existence. And I mean, right. financial people fall under that, right? Because what happens? So now I I mean, I, here's what I don't understand. It's documented that I didn't go to the audit. Okay. It's documented I was never made aware of the audit. Mm-hmm. It's also documented that I fixed it. Like, how does that make that person look better? That, oh, well, we decided we were going to exclude David. So we're not going to bring him in and I'll just handle this myself. Oops, there's $18,000 of additional premium. Better call David. He needs to come in here and fix this. It's right. Fault. Exactly. How does that make that person look better? It, you know? it doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. In fact, I could have made them look really good if they would have just included me. And I, I don't take credit for that. You know, I, I will go back and say, hey, this person did a great job, had all the records we needed. Everything was just airtight. I can't, yeah. I can't tell you enough what a great job they did. Okay, well, now it's over. Right. You know, so I think that understanding what perception is, I mean, and it could be perception of you. It's one of the, reason, one of the reasons why I also like to do when I engage, when I get a new person on the books, this isn't prospect time. Once I bring the account on, one of the very first things I like to do is to stop, start, and continue exercise with the employees of the organization. I did that, um, you know, when I was at Target, but I've done it a myriad of times since I've mm-hmm. had an agency where I'll go in to a company that's having problems and, you know, they'll have a staff meeting or whatever else. And I'll just sit everybody down with a piece of paper and put a box in the front and say, what do we need to stop? Mm-hmm. What do we need to start? And what should we continue doing? And get their feedback that way. It's amazing, man. And people, if they do it right, you're going to notice what the trends are. I did yeah. it in an HVAC company not that long ago. And the employee perception at that company was that the ownership didn't care about them, that they were more focused on profits, that they were overworking them, that they were not getting the proper type of breaks in between shifts, that they were being pushed to drive after they'd been working 15 hour shifts, putting fleet is, you know, fleet safety at risk. I mean, I got so much information out of that 
basically what it told me is you guys better figure out how to run your company or you're going to end up in litigation for employment practices. You're going to end up having issues with your fleet because you're running these people too hard and they're not going to be able to remain undistracted while they're driving or they're going to fall asleep at the wheel. The quality of your work is going downhill because they're getting scheduled for too many jobs. You're trying to force too much on them. And as a result, they're hurrying to get through, which is going to give rise to GL claims. I mean, I just went on and on. It's a that and what's one the, little thing. What, what's the feedback you're met with when you present that information, um, you know, to the, to the higher ups, the decision makers that you're talking with? Because obviously, I mean, and that was kind of point of my question earlier, um, you know, about talking with the employees and everything that obviously there's going to be a lot of times where they have no idea that they feel this way and they might think that it's completely like off base. So I'm interested, um, as, as to what kind of, you know, um, feedback you're met with there. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't get a ton of negative. There's been a couple of times I've gotten some pushback, but it's really hard to argue when you're sitting in a room with 60 people and 50 of them say the same thing without knowing what the other one was saying. And by the way, these people don't know they're walking into a stop, start and continue exercise. I'm like in the sales meeting or staff meeting or whatever. They introduce me. I get up, talk a little bit about what my role is, how I'm going to help them. Mm-hmm. I'm the outsource risk manager for the organization. And in order to help me do my job the best, here's something we're going to do today. So it's not like they had a chance to collaborate before, sure. you know, in, the, in the locker room before coming out. <laughs> right. They're walking in. They're immediately all, you know, 50 out of 60 people tell me that they're overworked, that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well. This is a problem. You know, perception is reality, period. But now we've got all of this documented. There's nothing to argue with. Right. That's my thoughts, man. I mean, it's all about perception, man. Perception, perception, perception. How you are perceived by an organization, how an organization perceives itself, how the employees perceive that organization. 2021 is the year of perception. (laughs) Hopefully it's the year or something, man, because <laughs> 2020 was pretty brutal. 21's not starting out any better, although in true three, in three weeks, 2.5 weeks, I'll be in Key West for a long weekend. There you so, go. That's that. Been, that, there is that. That's, that's a Hopefully solid. The, wind, the wind isn't blowing ridiculously, and I get to go offshore fishing and – Hopefully I don't True. put 20 pounds on in four days like I did the last time. <laughs> I was listening to the other episode where we had Caitlin on and I had – Was that when we were talking about, about that? that? Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. So listen, people, figure out perception. Otherwise, have a great weekend. See ya. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes